It's the KOP Aftermath. Get, get ready. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 what's crack like? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy G. Radio. We're taking over the radio. It's going down. It's crazy. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the Core 94. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the KLP Aftermath, live with your host, Gilbert Kennedy Lucas. Welcome back into the studio. Of course, we've got, of course, me, the producers here, Tyrus Lester is in the building. Make sure that we sound fantastic for the radio show, talk show, KLP Aftermath. Uh, Thank you guys for staying tuned this week we've been doing a lot of great podcasts we talked about a lot of great stuff this week so um of course it is a beautiful wednesday so by the time you're hearing the tonight's uh, podcast will be uploaded tonight and then the video version will be uploaded for uh, Thursday's episode on YouTube and Daily Motion at KLP Entertainment. Hopefully, you guys are ready for another exciting news announcements and things we're going to talk about here today. But before we get to that, of course, we get to the juiciness of the show. We got to do a little bit of housekeeping. If you guys don't know of it, yes, we announced it. Yes, uh, today we announced it. Of course, our new album from Swanky Records. Shout out to Swanky Records and all of the producers under Swanky records and swinky aura of course my next new album's coming we're making it over there in nyc new york city and i can't wait to get into the studio and get to the producers of new york and and to really collab and to really build something special uh this new album is called fifth avenue so if you guys uh haven't seen it on the instagram accounts yet emory radio one my personal instagram at kennedy lucas klp and of course swinky records you guys can follow us all on those social media so that way you guys don't miss the exclusives the uploads the postings but of course fifth avenue is the new uh, album that we're working with over there in new york city and ladies and gentlemen stay tuned of course we're sadly we're wrapping up february we're wrapping up black history month this week but March starts. And then when March starts, of course, we'll be taking the show on the road to New York City as well. We're going to be doing the KLP Aftermath live from New York City uh, in the last week of March, the 20th through the 27th. You guys don't want to miss it. It's like kind of a New York tour. We're filming a movie. We're making music. We're doing KLP Aftermath. So you guys do not want to miss that week. We're working on some great stuff that week. So I'm I'm excited. The producers are excited. I'm an outside producer are super excited i'm just i'm very giddy about that so hopefully you guys ready for that and also our 2022 uh selection official selection from the liftoff global network of course the latest movie that i have made intelligence will be out march 25th also also that week when we are we are in new york so i'm excited i'm blessed i'm happy and i'm excited for more things to come for sure and if you guys can follow emory radio um station yet of course emory 94.6 the radio station yet on of course amazon audible spotify that's one of the things you guys don't want to miss up on subscribe to us there so you don't miss episodes from klp aftermath and also vox tv of course vox tv channel by klp entertainment did get a new logo we're getting these stories each and every day and we're uploading about three to four hours of content for you guys to enjoy from bloomberg technology down to podcast all around the world so uh it's a great network i really do hope you guys are enjoying the network first of all i'll share with your friends so you don't miss out good quality tv 
and news from Box TV channel. We're talking about, of course, technology stuff. We're talking about podcasting. There's a lot of podcast shows that's in the network. We got sports news. You don't want to miss it. Just to, just to say, you don't want to miss the epic epicness we have here from KLP Entertainment. I had to slow down and save their tea. I had some tongue twisters tonight because we have this epic story. And this was a story that was just talked uh, to me about an hour and a half ago. Um, because honestly, I like to, when we do our podcast shows, I want to make sure I go off script on some of the shows because, you know, we have shows, KLP Math, where we write a script, right? And we kind of write our scripts out and then we talk about it. But then I wanted to kind of break down um, stories that I hear around the world. And I just want to talk about it here on the show. So this story, and I, we're going to go ahead and do this story first while it's fresh on my mind. Uh, if you guys don't know, I do work for Emory University and I do uh, talk to students. Obviously, I work with students. I talk to them, I educate them a little bit within the program. And this one student in particular, shout out to Quinn uh, Cal, Quinn Cal, he is an amazing student worker of ours at Emory University. And he also gave me this story. He told me about the story. And at the point, I was looking for a great story to tell on tonight's show. So he gave me this great story. And as he was talking to me about this story and what's going on on campus and what they're trying to do for Emory University, I thought to myself, yeah, this is a story I want to talk about on the podcast. So uh, Quinn, if you are some Somehow listening to the show. Thank you for the story. I appreciate it because now I have a topic and that's your shout out. Um, you guys check Quinn out. Quinn, uh, uh, Quinn uh, Chow, he's out there at Emory University. If you guys don't know, uh, he's out there and he's one of our great student workers we have at Emory University and he's going places. So um, from Oklahoma, hopefully Quinn doesn't get too mad too mad about where he's from because he told me he's from Oklahoma. So he traveled all the way to Atlanta to study and further his education. So Quinn told me this story and we're going to get on to it, of course, within the Emory University system. And this kind of goes in uh, to, uh, to with Black History Month, of course. It's been rumored, it's been said um, that they're trying to build twin monuments. And what that is, is of course, they're trying to do a monument, uh, twin size monuments for one for Oxford College of Emory University and another one for the Emory University, the Atlanta campus. And what they're trying to do with these twin murals, these two monuments, these two honorable monuments is trying to highlight, of course, the building and the built site of Emory University. Now, you guys know that Emory University is one of the older colleges that you can achieve to, being that it is an Ivy League school that you can go to right now, um, but it was brought up back in the 1800s. So, of course, the monument will kind to uh, tell the story of how the Oxford College is being built. Now, it's no secret to this, and you know, there's this is history, and I thought this was very fitting for Black History Month. Um, unfortunately, and I say that very, very strongly here, unfortunately, in the state of Georgia, we are what we call a slave state. Back in the day, if you understand history, there was slavery all around Georgia, and of course, slaves were used to build the college back in the day. And what Emory University is trying to do is kind to do a memorial and say, okay, this college was built by African-American slaves. We need to, of course, honor that. We need to understand that history of what happened. Um, slave owners owning the slaves to build the colleges to what 
it was back in the day, of course, there's been so many technical uh, changes, technical modifications throughout centuries. So it's not the same, Emory University is not the same college where it was in the 1800s. You know, they probably just had one or two buildings built by slaves and how it got charted into the history. And I really do, I am pushing that Emory University president will understand and know the, the uh, history side of this. Do I think that we need to twin um, uh, 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 memorials about how the college is getting built? Yes. I do hope Emory University president, I say that very loosely because I do work for Emory University. There's no no disrespect whatsoever, whatsoever before. I just want to say that on record. Uh, if an Emory University administrator is listening to the podcast somehow, I don't, I definitely don't mean disrespect to the president, but we have to make sure if we're doing this, we have to make sure we understand the history because a lot of people want to do um, murals about the African-American culture and not understanding the realization about the African-American culture. And then when they out there and they do it and they mess up or they're very disrespectful to the African-American culture, then it's a whole nother different conversation that we're having to the table. So I really do hope if we do these memorials at Emory University, we have to understand the knowledge of it. We have to understand the history of it first before we start building these twin um, memorials, these twin uh, murals about how the colleges uh, of Oxford College and Emory University in Atlanta, how it got built. Understanding the culture of it first. Um, honestly, I'm gonna come out and say, you know, I am very proud um, about the, the history side of it, because you guys know, obviously I'm an African-American. I understand my culture. I understand my history. Uh, my ancestors were slaves. So I understand uh, further back into my ancestry. I have, you know, Cherokee ancestry. I have a little bit of African, well, mostly African-American um, history in there. And I have a little bit of Irish because believe it or not, Patterson is actually an Irish name. Now, if you guys don't know, I go by Kennedy Lucas, but Patterson is my last name. It's a little bit of a, a Irish name to it. There's a little bit of history there. And we have a little bit of white uh, uh, American Caucasian into our family tree as well. You guys, and a lot of the Emory people don't know this about me, but of course my grand, my great grandmother, Grandma Molly, shout out to her, rest in peace. Um, she died in 2013. Um, she's part white and then I think her mother was part white and her mother was white I think quote me on that if my family members are listening to the podcast correct me on that because I, I that's just what I was told um I hopefully I'm not messing that up but we have different styles of ancestry within us so um to understand culture is important culture is one of those things that we I definitely care so much about nowadays and you have to be careful about how you articulate someone's culture. You have to be very, very careful. For an example, I try to be careful because at Emory University, we have a huge population of um, Asian culture, uh, Korean culture, Chinese culture, Japanese culture. We have those different types of culture that goes to the colleges. And for me, when I talk to students, I want to make sure I pronounce their names right, because I do understand if you pronounce somebody's name wrong, 
of the Asian culture um, experience, you can butcher their name and they can kind of find it disrespectful. So I do understand, I don't like to disrespect culture. So I really do hope when the twin uh, memorials, these twin towers, the twin um, monuments get built, I really do hope Emory University and board members of Emory University understand the culture, get somebody of the African-American descent to understand, read into the, the building plans, reading into what they want to do first, how they're going to articulate it to where it's not disrespectful for the African-American culture. Um, that's all I, I'm asking out of the Emory University provost and the Emory University board members, make sure you do it right to where it's not disrespectful, but acknowledge our African-American culture. That's all I'm asking, because a lot of people nowadays, when you in these universities and you're in these institutions and you have these businesses, especially businesses this month for the month of February, of course, you guys can go back to another podcast we did. We talked about Bath and Body Works, how they just disrespected the African-American culture and they just slapped a generic red green and black color on their existing product and say okay here's what we're doing for black history month do it right that's all i'm asking for these institutions these companies that want to articulate african-american culture or black lives matter culture or the um black history month matter for the month of february do it right that's all I'm asking because you have these companies again. They're disrespecting our country, and let me tell you, this is this is we're in a pinnacle. We're in the we, we're in the age right now where you can't just go out there and put out a product to try to represent the African American culture and then expect to get some praise for it if you're disrespecting it, right? You're gonna get looked at wrong. So um, you just can't come out and do that. You have to really study the culture. You really have to understand our culture, understand the African-American culture. Until you understand that, you have no clue of that culture unless you understand the role of African-American culture, the role of African-American natural beauty, natural hair, uh, natural hip hop. You gotta understand the culture first before you just try to slap and say, okay, here, we're doing it for the African-Americans. You have to understand the culture first. I, I really, I find it disrespectful again, where people don't understand the culture, and when they don't understand the culture, they disrespect the culture. And that's just that's just my personal belief. I know a lot of people have their own different opinions about it. Um, I am very happy that Emory University is doing something to articulate, like, hey, you know, African-Americans helped build our school. Unfortunately, slavery, slaves built our schools. So that's just the history of it. And that's just, you know, it's a sad history. You know, I... I you know, I hear stories about slavery all the time and it just it makes me sad. It really does. But you have to understand that's our that's where we came from. Um, that's how it started when we came from Africa to America. So a lot of people I know this is a very sensitive conversation and I know T, he's, he's a good producer. He gave me the script. I know this is a very serious conversation, but these conversations like this need to be had. And I really do wish a lot of people from different races, different ethnicities understand our culture. Um, I think this is a very sensitive topic because it becomes very uncomfortable to the other races, the other religions, the other uh, ethnic uh, ethnicity 
uh, groups out there in the world, it becomes very uncomfortable. And that's why these conversations are not being had. Um, and I really do think this is a conversation that has to be had. Um, I am very interested to see if Oxford College of Emory University and Emory University, the um, African-American RSOs, like the pre-law society at Emory University, or the Emory and Oxford College of Emory University Black Student Union. I wonder, do they have a say in this? I really think they should have a say into these uh, monuments being built. So is just to advocate for the pre-law, uh, the Black Pre-Law Society of Emory University, and of course, Black at Emory. Those are Instagram accounts, by the way, that I'm listing that I tag them in my post. Or both Emory University of Atlanta and Oxford College of Emory University, because I know Oxford has a Black Student Union are so on campus, because I met the two ladies um, that are representatives for the Black Student Unions of Oxford College. Um, try to get a seat at the table, y'all. If you guys are somehow listening to the show, Get a seat at the table with this one. Um, I think possibly maybe Oxford College of Emory University or any Emory University's SGA should also have a seat at the table while constructing these twin monuments. But definitely the Black Student Unions of both colleges, again, uh, Emory University at Atlanta and Oxford College of Emory University, Black Student Union are so on, camp on those two campuses, have a seat at the table, have a seat with the president, meet with them and understand what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish with it and understand why they're building it and make sure that they're building it right. I think that is the time for it. And if you just kind of sleep on it, don't have a seat at the table, I'm not saying they will. They just, we don't know. We don't know the uncertainty of it yet. So I really do want the Black student unions, again, for Oxford College of Emory University and Emory University to have a seat at the table so they can see, they can be a part of that process of building. That's all I can say on that. Um, I really do want them to have a seat. And again, if you they want to come on the show, open is we're open uh black student unions if you want to come have a, uh, have a conversation with me at, at, on KLP aftermath podcast let me know because i'm always interested to have your thoughts about this on the show um because it's a very serious thing that emory's trying to do i applaud them for trying to do this and trying to get this off the ground i just want this done right that's all i that's all i want is just do it right um, so a quick shout out again while we're on the topic of conversations of colleges, shout out to GGC. I read it. They're finally getting a GGC uh, uh, Greek life at GGC. I am mad at GGC for doing this while I'm graduated because if when if when I was in college, I wish I was a part of a fraternity or some sort of uh, uh, fraternity Greek life kind of thing. And it's been said, I read it, they posted it, that they're going to start Greek life spring of 2022. I'm happy for GGC, but I'm upset for GGC because they did this after all of us have graduated. So now we can't do it because we're graduates. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed about that because that would have been good. I honestly, I would have been good in Greek life, but shout out for GGC for starting the Greek life and this Greek Greek life at GGC for spring of 2022. I look forward to the future of that. That's going to be amazing. And that's just amazing things that they're doing. So let's get on to the juiciness, the juiciness of the show. You guys know we like to find stories out there in the world. And I like to shout out to the Breakfast Club. I know I talk about the I'll talk about them on every outlet that I can on the show. They just give me some juiciness that 
man, they, they're giving me the juice. They, they're giving everyone things out there that is quite exciting. And I wanted to talk about this because donkey of the day goes out to this Louisiana teenager that went on this site to find a hitman to kill uh, one of the persons she was trying to kill. This is sad because she went on a generic website. I forgot the name of the website team. It was something like hitman.com or something like that. She goes out and gives personal information about the person she's trying to pursue and try to kill. She hires, in quotations, she hires a hitman, but she ended up getting uh, arrested because it was a dummy site. All of that information got sent to the police. And of course, the police would treat that as a threat and she got arrested. Um, sad occasion for that. Ladies and gentlemen, don't do stuff like that. And this was the, she was the age of, she was a young teenager too. She was about the age of 14. And, you know, we've done some dumb things when we were 14. When I was 14, gosh, uh, 20 years ago, when I was 14, you know, I've done some dumb things, right? We all do stupid things where we're preteen because we don't understand. We don't understand this thing called life at that age but we've done some dumb things. So I give, I don't give her too much, too much hate for doing dumb stuff at that young age. Cause you don't really know no better at age 14, but it's just common sense that that's something you don't do. You do, first of all, you don't go on sketchy websites. You know, we've been sent some sketchy emails. We've been sent some, and, T and Tyrus can contest to you guys, you know, cause we have an all work email, obviously for KLP Entertainment. And, you know, we get a lot of these spam emails. We get a lot of these crazy things. I get a lot of crazy texts. Just don't respond to the craziness. Don't go into these crazy, crazy websites that you can get yourself indicted for you can get yourself wrote up for you can get yourself there out there on the internet for us podcasters to talk to you talk about um so this late this young teenager goes to this generic website gives and let me just say because it gives you like a whole in the website it says hey, please fill out name information uh, who you're trying to pursue, address, submit a picture, and other other inquiries you want us to do about the situation that you're having with the person you're trying to kill. I just don't understand. I really, and this is 2020, uh, 2022 T, and people are doing dumb stuff like this. So obviously she was rewarded donkey of the day for that. Like in my more on my PSA, my public service announcement for today, ladies and gentlemen, don't do anything crazy. Just 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 don't like that's just the dumbest thing that you can ever do, honestly. But it happened and it doesn't really they they it's out there. It's really they're doing some crazy craziness for sure. So uh, I'm quite I don't know. It is very it's, it's interesting. It's very, very very interesting. More news before we wrap up here on the uh, on KLB Aftermath. Of course, we're going to be talking a little bit about some gaming news that came out today, ladies and gentlemen. And it's relating to Call of Duty. Hopefully, a lot of Miami friends are huge Call of Duty fans like I am. I am a huge Call of Duty fan. I'm not at heart because I haven't been playing so much Call of Duty as of late, but I do dabble into Call of Duty. And we all know about the latest acquisition that Microsoft has done for Activision Blizzard for $68 billion, of course. A lot of people say that that deal is closed. The deal is not closed yet. I mean, that's a lot of money. The deal probably won't be closed or even looked at to be closed until 2023. So 
you know, we have a long ways to go with the acquisition. That's just the topic of conversation that, you know, Xbox is buying out Activision Blizzard. Um, and I really do hope that the CEO steps down for Activision Blizzard because of his, you know, his organization, how he ran the company and have all these sexual harassment causes. Go to a later podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I, I went in on him on, on about that. Um, but anyway, of course, it's been said for the Call of Duty franchise that, you know, uh, 2023's Call of Duty will be pushed back into 2024. A lot of YouTube reviewers have talked about this. And now finally, I'm talking about it as a YouTuber because our show is on YouTube too. But um, I'm finally getting to dabble onto this. And my reaction to it is it's a great thing, right? We had it to where every year we had a Call of Duty. And to me, Minus Call of Duty Modern Warfare that came out in 2019 because that one was great. It seemed like to me every Call of Duty that we have gotten within the past couple of years has been kind of repetitive. It felt like it was the same kind of concept but different storyline and each game every year was $60. So I really do hope that they take a break from the Call of Duty franchise and trying to do a Call of Duty every year. Um, because a lot of YouTubers say that they're tired of having games come up every single year. You got the NBA 2K series game that comes out every single year. You have the Madden football game that comes out every single year. Um, you have the FIFA game, unfortunately, because I actually do like FIFA. I can play FIFA. I really like FIFA. If you go to the kind of sports games that I like to play, I like to play wrestling games with my brother, and FIFA is another game. I, and I, I actually started to dabble in NBA 2K as well. I actually do enjoy NBA, uh, NBA 2K. That game's pretty fun. But when you have games to come out every single year, it kind of gets repetitive. It kind of gets kind of boring at, to a certain extent. So it's been said, of course, the Call of Duty franchise, Activision Blizzard, Treyarch, and uh, Infinity War, all of them are taking a break and skipping the lineup of 2023. Do I think we're going to see a Call of Duty in this year, 2022? Probably not. But it's also good that Call of Duty will be taking a break from 2023 and releasing a brand making new game with 2024. Now, what they're going to do, um, it's been confirmed that Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2 will be coming out. So I don't know if we're going to see those games in the year 2022. We might see them in the year 2023, or they might just push those games back into 2024. It's still kind of early to determine. Um, what they're going to prove out for this year and a little bit of next year, we're going to see Warzone, right? We're going to see the next expansion of Warzone. Honestly, I haven't been a fan of the online gaming experience. I know that's a little bit weird. I do game online, but not that often. I just like to play the campaign, single player type games or the platformers, and I just leave it alone. I get... I get kind of skeptical when playing with other strangers out there online because I have the headset and people are using these, these profanities, they're using these things and they're talking. It's just like, it's to me, I'm just not an online player. I'm sorry, I'm not really an online service player. Can I do it? Yes. Have I done it? Yes. But lately I've been playing games like Ratchet and Clank or Horizon Forbidden West. That's, that's the number one game I'm playing right now. Um, and besides, did y'all hear that people are trolling that game right now? It's crazy. A lot of people are giving that game a lot of hate, which I don't understand because that game, is, and I'm not a fanboy of Horizon, but that game pretty fun. It's pretty good. I don't know why it's getting made. But anyway, uh, 
they're taking a break. Of course, Activision Blizzard, they're taking a break. What I want to see in a new 2024 Call of Duty game is honestly, I want them to redo it. I want them to reboot the Call of Duty franchise. I want to see something that we don't, we have never seen before. Do I think they, they might pull it off? Yeah, because Microsoft might have some leeway. Microsoft might have some uh, ideas that they can bring to the Call of Duty franchise now that they're going to get ready to own Activision Blizzard for the acquisition. I want to see a different Call of Duty. I want to see something that we have never experienced before for the next gen consoles because it's been said from Microsoft that they're not going to debunk Call of Duty from PlayStation, which is good because that is my current console that I'm playing right now is my PlayStation 5. So I don't want to see this next gen of Call of Duty being taken away from me for PlayStation 5 because that is the console I'm playing right now. That is really the only console besides my Xbox. That's really the only console that I'm playing right at this current moment. So um, I just want to see a different Call of Duty. So I want to see something very different. I want to see engine changes. I want to see different animation styles. I want to see it might be cool to see a third person Call of Duty game because I don't think we ever got that. So for these elements to come in, try something different. Try something that you have not done before and it might sell. Um, it might not sell, but it might sell. It just depends on people at Treyarch, people at Infinity War, at Raven Software, Activision, those people that run Call of Duty try something different and see how far it will get you because us gamers we like to play different games horizon forbidden west for just to throw back out there that's a different game that i besides the first one i played the first one those are games that i haven't played before when i was a kid i was always the gta player i was always the call of duty the battlefield the platformers nintendo mario sonic those were the games i played as a kid now as i'm growing up and i'm a you know young adult well basically an adult now i want to see some differentness of call of duty so Activision Blizzard, make it happen. So that's going to wrap it up here on today's podcast. Remember, we will not be doing a podcast after today. Come back next Tuesday when we get ready for, well, next Monday, actually, excuse me, when we come back for more podcasting for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. If you are watching the podcast version, YouTube, Daily Motion at KOP Entertainment, thank you. Hit that like, comment, and subscribe, and hit that bell notification so you don't miss another new episode coming from us at KOP Entertainment. And also, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, Thank you again. Please be sure to share it with your friends, letting you guys know that we were live on all the audio platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and so much more. As always, I like to say, stay safe and stay swanky.